BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the five-star Joshi Show here on the Fight Game Media Network. I am your host, as always, Scott Edwards, and I am solo this week. A pretty calm week in the world of Joshi. Of course, last week was Wrestle Kingdom week. The week before that, Stardom Dream Queendom. So it's only fitting we calm ourselves down a little bit ahead of what should be a busy couple of weeks for one reason or another. So, let's get into it. We don't have to uh, wait too long. Uh, I'm very excited to kind of talk about certain topics. I think Stardom's absolutely killing it right now. We're going to close the show out with them as off as we usually do. I like to close out with Stardom. I know a lot of people that listen to this show, that is what you're waiting for. But there was a lot of news elsewhere in the joshi universe this week and of course none more recent than that happened on thursday of course um during a seedling show that featured a uh one half of the tournament uh the tournament being for the vacant beyond the sea tag titles um in a match between sari um, Arisa Nakajima, Miyuki Takase, and Natsusumire. Uh, unfortunately, um, Arisa Nakajima was injured and to the point that caused great concern amongst many fans, all of us, truthfully. Um, so I'm going to give credit here to at the Chris Danger, uh, sorry, at the Chase Danger on Twitter. Uh, he was in the venue for the show. And I think this is kind of the best way to go through it. I haven't been able to view the show yet. I do still plan to watch it because there were some matches on there that I wanted to see. But this is how it went. So. He tweeted, okay, so this is not good. 
Arisa Nakajima is down at ringside and not moving. Everyone is huddling around her. Hope she'll be okay. They are getting a stretcher. Um, he went on to say uh, the show completely halted to get an ambulance and get her outside. Um, and proceeding to say that the show would go on after the injury. Uh, thankfully, Seedling has given us some more information after the injury. Um, it, it was really uh, a tough morning waking up to this because obviously, you know, I have some messages coming through like, oh, this is terrible what happened to Arisa. And I'm like, what What happened to who? Like, I'm thinking multiple Arisas as Arisa, you know, Arisa Nakajima, Arisa Endo. Uh, hell, Arisa Shiki popped in my mind. I was very concerned. Um, and ultimately when I, you know, got to the, got to Twitter and, looked into it i was one filled with concern but two as time went on thankfully we did learn a little bit more about nakajima with most importantly uh she was stabilized and awake and consciousness was clear and there was no numbness uh ultimately the injury turned out to be a slight injury uh per google translate here to the cervical spinal cord um which not good, uh, but there was no bleeding or fractures in the brain, thankfully, which, you know, when, when someone's down and not moving, you just kind of expect the worst. You get fearful in every way. Uh, if, if anyone that listens to the show watches sports, like, you know, if you watch football or something of the sorts and you've seen something like this, you just you just get very concerned when, you know, they're down and not moving. And while an injury to the cervical spinal cord is not something that is a good thing, what is good is that she's conscious and she's able to answer people and talk to people. And Natsuki Tayo tweeted out something. Everyone's tweeting out some love for her. And ultimately, the cervical spinal cord, uh, you know, it's it's an injury that if it's major can lead to, you know, catastrophic situations. But it being slight, hopefully, it means we get a nice, successful recovery for Arisa Nakajima. Um, obviously, if you've seen her wrestle, you know that she is one of the best wrestlers in the world, but that isn't what this is about, of course. It's about her health and safety. And whenever she eventually can come back, whenever that is, that that's that's you know, that's way down the line. That's not the purpose right now uh but usually with the, an injury like this i would expect her to be out a few months at least but i hope uh i hope she takes the time i hope that you know seedling can get through it obviously without her because it's, uh, seedlings down to her and natsuki tayo as their true roster members uh so it's kind of going to be a lot of uh a lot, even more freelance than it already was um I'm just hoping for the best here because, again, scary situation, scary injury. And right now we seem to be on the best track of uh, seeing Arisa Nakajima, hopefully somewhere later this year. Um, but just wishing her the absolute best. I wanted to touch on that real quick. Just such an unfortunate way for her year to kick off after such a great 2023. Uh, next up, we're going to go to a promotion that I almost never want to talk about, 
on this show. I joke about it more than anything else, but we're going to go and talk about Oz Academy because something good happened in Oz Academy, and that is that Mio Momono defeated Akino at what was the name of the show? I believe it was the Wizard of Oz show. Um, she beat Akino for their title at the Wizard of Oz 2024 in the main event, the Oz Academy Openweight Championship in what was a great match. Like a great, if you like Joshi, if you like wrestling, go out of your way to see it. Akino, 50 years old, still able to put on great effort. And Mio Momono, one of the best in the world, perhaps the best in the world when she is going at the top of her game, which she was in this match. Mio's so good because she's able to convince the crowd to cheer for her, right? She is in uh, opponent's territory here. Oz Academy, you know, they have their fans, obviously, like, you know, fans of Ozaki, and this is that's where this is all leading. And Akino's getting most of the cheers for a lot of this match. It's 50-50 about halfway, and by the end, all you hear is Mio chants. And when she's able to win, it's just such a tremendous moment. Uh, not only because as a Mio fan who's still very angry about the AAAW title reign that came to an end on defense number one, uh, but it's also tremendous because she uh, is one of the best and deserves these accolades. She should not have to keep waiting like so many of these younger wrestlers do. Uh, winning the Oz Academy Openweight title is no like small feat. Aquino had this belt for 644 days. 644 days. This is a big reign that is coming to an end. The, some of the wrestlers that have held this title include Aja Kong, Ozaki, Dynamite Katsai, Manami Toyota, Kearu, uh, you know, just some just some of the you know all-time you know fan favorites. Mio Shirai, uh, for fun shout out, uh, Yoshiko, Hikaru Shida, the list goes on and on. And now Mio Momono has the belt. And uh, ultimately well, you should all go and check out the match uh, because I think it's well worth your time. But ultimately, we know this is leading to one thing, and that is a title versus title match, if I had to guess, with Mayumi Ozaki. And I can't stress this enough, but Mio Momono needs to win that match. Like, this isn't a question. Like, prove me wrong, right? Prove me wrong on the decision to have Mayumi Ozaki beat Mio Momono in her first defense of the AAAW championship. Prove me wrong. Have her be a double champion. Have her beat Ozaki and hold two belts at once in whether it be Marvelous or Oz Academy. Show me that you're willing to go with Mio. You know, first days of this podcast, I was singing the praises of Mio Momono. People joked about how much I love Mia Momono. She is one of the very best in the world for a reason. And if she's going to be double champion of two promotions, that is where I want this year to go. She can have a wrestler of the year type run. 
if you just give her the ball. There are some great opponents for her sitting out there in the scene. Her first match of this year was against Sari on the opening day at 0-1. All we got to see was four minutes. But let me tell you, in those four minutes, I knew how great that match was. Now I'm just hoping that we can deliver here, right? We can deliver, we can deliver this great, fantastic run that she so desperately deserves with that AAAW championship. And that's a, that's a run that that title needs. Make me care. Make everyone care. I've had a lot to say about Marvelous over the past year or two, uh, especially the past year, but make me care. Make us all invested again, and that is through Mio Momono. This is all leading to that double title match. It's very clear. Do not do the expected and have Ozaki win. Do not do that. Otherwise, we start to hand wave these type things and give up, right? That's, that's what ultimately the result will be if that's the case. Next up here on the docket, we have TJPW. TJPW uh, had a, a somewhat newsworthy weekend because they had a battle royal to crown the number one contender for Grand Princess, arguably their biggest show of the year because it's usually in the biggest venue that they run all year. Um, and I believe this year, um, where is Grand Princess? Uh, Grand Princess is going to be at this is great content. I know the uh, website's not loading. Uh, Grand Princess will be oh, they're just not gonna they're just not gonna tell me. It's on March 31st this year. I was not aware of that, and it's going to be i'm never going to get where this venue is um march 31st at ria goku sumo hall so yeah this is their biggest show of the year undoubtedly you don't just get to run ria goku right like this is this is one of the top venues in the world for professional wrestling and this is going to be the biggest match of the year in TJPW. I know Wrestle Princess has the theme, but Grand Princess now has a theme as well, running it year after year. This is going to be the biggest match. And the reason I say that, of course, is for one, the past two years, we've seen a new champion crowned at Grand Princess in the main event. The first year, Shoko Nakajima, of course, beating Miyu Yamasha. Then last year, Mizuki defeating Yuka Sakazaki to become the Princess of Princess champion. So, Setting the scene for you now, we we go back to TJPW Inspiration number eight, a four match card. You can check it out over on Wrestle Universe if you're interested. Uh, the you know some of the results were Miyu Yamashi and Yuki Aino defeating Himawari and Toga, Palm Harajuku defeating uh, Koshinobu, uh, Koshinobo Kamen. Uh, I think it was a comedy match, so I didn't watch it. Uh, Masha Slamovich and Maxi and Palo wrestled to a double DQ. And then, of course, the number one contendership match. It originally was set to be Mizuki, Rika Tatsumi, Shoko Nakajima, Yuki Kamafuku, Miyu Watanabe, and Maki Ito. Uh, but we did get some scary news, more scary injury news this week, that uh, Maki Ito is going to be out indefinitely due to numbness in her arm, I believe, was the official... Uh, ruling which 
is something you never want to hear. Uh, so all of her international dates, all of her TJPW dates, they have been canceled. They are on hold until she's able to come back. Uh, it sounds like it was as part of the match that she had with Rina Yamashita, the hardcore match on the January 4th show. Um, so wishing her the best of uh, recoveries, obviously. It's not something that anyone wants to see, let alone something that, you know, has a lot of uncertainty to it, like that one. Um, and I didn't think she was going to win this match, but I just hope she's back sooner than later. But it was down to Miyu Watanami, Mizuki, Rika Tatsumi, Shoko Nakajima, and Yuki Kamifuku. And for 24 minutes, I thought this match was pretty solid. Uh, Mizuki eliminated Shoko Nakajima, Rika Tatsumi eliminated Mizuki, and then Yuki Kamifuku pulled off the big upset, eliminating Rika Tatsumi, leaving us down to Miyu Watanabe versus Yuki Kamifuku for the win. Listen, folks. It feels obvious, right? It feels obvious, but you never know with this company. You never know. You just you don't ever get too confident with picking a winner. But thankfully, it was Miyu Watanabe that won this match. She has locked herself into March 31st, Ryogoku Sumo Hall, main event, Grand Princess. It will be Miyu Yamashita versus Miyu Watanabe for the Princess of Princess Championship. And that, folks, that, folks, is the moment, the crowning moment. It is set up on a platter for Miyu Watanabe to finally become Princess of Princess Champion. We all thought it should have happened last year. Hell, we all thought it should have happened two years ago after her Princess Cup match with Miyu Yamashita. It didn't happen. Okay. You know, that's fine. It's TJPW for you. But now's the time. Before it's too late. Before it's too late like it was for Mizuki. Before it's too late like it is for Maki Ito, right? Do not hesitate on the future. It's so simple. At least I think it is. I think it's so simple sometimes to just go with the best. Go with your next ace. That is who Miyu Watanabe is for TJPW. She is the one that takes that mantle from Miyu Yamashita, lets Miyu Yamashita continue to kind of, you know, come in and out of TJPW, do her international dates, whether it be Pro Wrestling Eve or somewhere in the U.S., and let her take the take it over and, and really be the person to depend on in TJPW. That's what this needs to be. I don't think that's me being crazy. I think that's the reality we live in, especially if you've been paying attention to what has been happening in TJPW over the past year. Miyu Watanabe needs to win. Undoubtedly, unquestionably. She needs to win this match. There's no, oh, we can wait. No, she needs to beat Miyu Yamashita. Beating anyone else isn't going to do it for her. Maybe Rika Tatsumi, but I don't need it to always have this full circle. Oh, yeah, beat your tag team partner to finally get the moment. I don't need that. Beating Yamashita is bigger than anything in this company. Anything. So let Watanabe do it. It's time. It's been time. I plead with you, let her get the belt. 
TJPW also announced their lineup for the 2024 Max Hart Tournament, which will be starting next weekend. Uh, it will feature uh, next weekend will feature all the matches except for the semifinals, where the semifinals will happen the last week end of the year. Uh, so let's get into it. There are. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven teams. Uh, one team getting a buy in this tournament. Uh, and they're very different because if you take into consideration who's out, right? We don't have the magical sugar rabbits. We don't have uh, one to a million anymore with Ito. Uh, we don't have free Wi Fi due to Hikari Noah's situation. We don't have. Is that it? That might be it. Either way, those are the three top tag teams outside of Daydream in this company. So there's a lot of new teams and a lot of new opportunities for young talent. Uh, let's get into it. So Miriam Ashta and Toga will be a team. I think that's a fun one. I think uh, Toga could learn a lot from Yamashita. I actually really like that. Uh, we have Yuki Arai and Wakana Uehara. I think that's a great team as well. I think they make a lot of sense. I think Wakana is obviously just such a great um prospect obviously the five-star joshi awards 2023 rookie of the year so we're rooting for her uh we have shoko nakajima hyper masao teaming back up we will have daydream rika datsumi and miyu watanabe back together for this tournament mizuki will team with shino suzuki so obviously i think there was uh some wonder what would mizuki be doing and i like them pairing uh, some of the rookies with the big-time vets. I think that's a great way to have them learn. Uh, well, Yuki Kamafuka and Mihiro Kiryu. Now Kakuta will team with Himawari, so another case of rookie with veteran. Uh, Raku and Palm Harajuku. I will not be watching that, those matches. Uh, Daisy Muggy, Suzume, and Arisu Endo. That sh- should be who wins. Uh, but I could, I could actually see... I can see Shoko and Hyper Masao win. I can see Sh- uh, Yuki Arai and Wakana Uehara win. Um, I don't think Daydream wins. I think they could probably seek them out of it. Uh, but we'll also have Moka Miyamoto and Juri Nagano, as well as Taya Toribami and Haru Kazashiro. Uh, so one of the most important parts of this, of course, is that we do have another wrestling retirement coming. It will be in the form of Juri Nagano who will be finishing up her TJPW and seemingly wrestling career in April. Uh, This doesn't come as much of a shock. Of course, Juria was already a part-timer, never able to fully commit to pro wrestling due to being a nurse and I believe a social media star and other different things. She had her hands in a lot of different, uh, I don't know, she, she did a lot and it never felt like she was going to be full-time and she also never really bounced back after getting hurt i felt like there was just this disconnect once she did come back and i think she probably saw that too and said all right you know this was a fun two years or so uh but it's time for me to Wrap it up, and I think that's fair. And I think TJPW has in a way that maybe maybe they didn't intend, they have found the perfect replacement for her, and that, of course, is 
Wakana Uehara because Wakana has the previous career, previous popularity, um, but I think she has given the full commitment to TJPW to succeed, and I think I think Wakana is going to go on to do what I thought Juria could have done if she ever went full time. So I'm looking forward uh, to some of these matchups in the Max Heart. I think there are enough interesting teams that when it comes down to those last few matches, it'll be worth checking out. But that is all your TJPW news. Lots of it this week. Um, So we move on. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Uh, next up, Unagi Sayaka. Unagi Sayaka does it again. She um, she's one of a kind. You know, this is this is a wrestler who has kind of just dramatically changed what a freelancer can do. In um, what a freelancer can do in. I'm drawing a blank. What a freelancer can do on the Joshi scene. Because she has created such great popularity, taking obviously her time from stardom and doing everything possible to grow that idea, right? And, And doing everything possible to keep fans invested and wrestle all these shows. She wrestled over a hundred matches still last year, despite not being in stardom for a single match. And I think that is a credit to her. The work ethic is out of this world. The care and want to deliver is out of this world. So she runs her own produce show. She's wrestling, I believe three times on the show. Uh, The main event is her and Konami teaming up against Minoru Suzuki and I believe Masato Tanaka, like she went all in. She went all in and believed in herself and she delivered in any way, shape or form. She had a sold out attendance. I believe it was 12, whatever the first level sellout is, because she took away part of the state, uh, part of the seats for her stage, and she sold out the damn building. That is incredible. It's a credit to who Unagi Sayaka is and to who Unagi Sayaka has become since leaving stardom. Uh, she did say in a very good interview that um, she she actually admitted what happened um, in stardom. She said, 
after the win in an interview, she said, everyone had fun, right? This is from at Puro Subs. Thank you for the translation. Uh, when I got fired from starting last year, I didn't want to say anything negative, and I just came here because as a guy in period, I wanted to turn the painful wrestling into something fun for everyone. I really thought I'd lost everything and came alone, but it goes without saying that pro wrestling can't be done alone. And I survived to this day with everyone's help. Throughout the year, many people told me to become a star. But one day I realized something. I will become a superhero who saves everyone, including pro wrestlers and fans without knocking anyone down. This past year has taught me that pro wrestling is not about knocking someone down to get up, but that everyone can be a hero who saves everyone. Oh, that you can be a hero to save everyone. Um, so Nagi officially, uh, this is the first time she's gone on record to say that she was fired from stardom rather than... Uh, you know, betting on herself. I know that is a topic that many people have talked about over the years. So, yes, she was fired from stardom. And it's truly a credit to what she's been able to do. Uh, you know, not every wrestler can leave the biggest Joshi promotion unless they're going to like a WWE or something and succeed to that same level in terms of popularity and, you know, whatever she's doing, she's doing right. And I'm hopeful that one of these indie companies on the outside, you know, I know Kasune obviously gave her the title, but I'm hoping that one of these companies on the outside of the stardoms and TJPWs are willing to go with her because outside of maybe Sari, and there's a real debate there. I don't think there's any Joshi wrestler more popular right now. She is someone that you want to bank on and you can bank on. And, you know, I have my not complaints, but I, I, I think she, has not necessarily regressed. I just don't think she's necessarily improved in ring-wise since leaving Stardom, but that doesn't matter. When she, she What Unagi's always had is the, the hard part, the charisma, the, you know, making fans. Like, she's always had that locked in. She is just incredible. And it's hard to... Uh, not want to cheer for her and you know now that she's talked about getting fired from stardom i think a lot of people will continue to cheer for her and rightfully so so bravo to nagi sayaka couldn't be happier for her and uh hopefully she knows that she should probably run one of these again uh somewhere down the line because uh the people love her and selling out cork and um is no easy feat that is for damn sure so truly, 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 congratulations to her. Next up here on the Five Star Joshi Show, we have a Julia update. Yes, I, I don't, I don't know how many actually, how much actual Julia updates I've been able to give because I feel like every time there's something. Uh, it's like the day my show comes out and I'm sure there's probably going to be something else the day this show comes out. But this update is from the wrestling observer, uh, from a newsletter from last week, January 8th, um, or so. So let's dive into it. 
Uh, the Julia update, of course, from Dave Meltzer. And this was kind of clear, I think, to everyone. But uh, when writing about the big time um, January 4th show that they had, he wrote at the January 4th show at Tokyo Dome City Hall, Julia announced that Donna Del Mondo would be breaking up. The rest of the group, Micah. My Sakurai and Tekla came to the ring, and they talked about how every woman who had been part of the group that Julia started in January 2020, which includes Natsupoi, Hameka, Sherry, and Mirai. This was a decision made to get ahead of things, as Bushiro was told by Julia that she won't be signing a new contract when her deal is up in March, so this was the reason. Uh, he continued to write that in March, she will take some time off of wrestling to extensively study English so that she isn't perceived as a negative for her when she arrives in WWE. As noted right now, it won't be straight to WWE, but it would it would be later in 2024. Uh, the, sorry, the plan right now would be later in 2024, and she may do some wrestling in Japan later in the year before eventually leaving. So what it sounds like to me is the exact same situation we saw unfold with Kyrie. Obviously, it's very different. Julia is going to take the time to learn some more English, though, you know, uh, Fightful Select had that they believe she's uh, she already speaks better English than a lot of wrestlers that they've dealt with um, in terms of, I think they even said native speakers. Uh, I forget the exact report. But ultimately, the result is this. Julia is going to WWE. And this is a reality that I think some people have long accepted, including myself. Once the first report came out, there's always smoke to the fire, right? And there's no reason to think that she shouldn't go at this stage. And I'll explain why in a second. But I applaud her for taking the time to learn and make herself better. And when I say the Kyrie comparison, Kyrie did essentially leave stardom um, starting in April of last year, right? She, of course, they won the trio's belts and then lost them soon after. Um, but we kind of got the message that Kyrie wasn't really part of stardom much anymore because she was starting to take outside dates. And I don't know if Julie is going to take outside dates, but I wouldn't be shocked if she popped up on, say, a Sariism show to face Sari, something that both of them have publicly said they want to do. I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, she popped up nowhere. Like, that's the whole thing. Uh, it's very uncertain when she's going to get there, but it does sound like the end of 2024 is when she calls WWE her home. Um but the reason I'm not shocked is like I've said this on the show before. I, I've tweeted this, but like when when I first saw Julia in stardom, it was very apparent to me that she was going to be the next wrestler that they were going to want. She was the one that was going to join the Io Shirai conversation, the Kyrie situation. She's always screamed star, right? And now she screamed superstar without a doubt. And the reason I'm okay with it, and I've actually reached the point where 
this is this is gonna come off poorly but i you know i'm ready for her to go in a in a sense that i want her to wrap up her run here in stardom correctly um but it's also like it's hanging over stardom right now I think like when I watch her matches, it's hanging over everything else. I'm not, but when I watch her matches it is hanging over and I'm like, okay, well, I know you're leaving and you know, it's hard to fully invest when you know, someone's leaving. So I'm interested to see like who she puts over on the way out. I'm hoping it's Micah, Sue Suzuki, and maybe one other person. Um, but at least we have like the most complete, result of she's not signing a new contract with stardom bushy road she's gone like that is pretty much what dave wrote uh, near nearly exactly that and it, it is a way for us to move forward and stardom gonna be just fine without her uh, i you know why i know that because i looked at this upcoming weekend's cards which are in osaka I didn't realize she wasn't on the card because she, of course, is going to the U.S. for Battle in the Valley. And I had zero realization that she was not on the card. So that tells you kind of where my brain is at. But uh, congratulations, obviously, are in order for Julia. She is someone who deserves it, and uh, we look forward to whatever she does. But for now... You can keep listening to the Five Star Joshi Show to hear about the rest of her run from here on out. All right. We have gone through a lot of news. We've gone through a lot of other companies. Now let's get to Stardom results, right? Stardom had a pretty busy weekend, um, and they have another busy weekend coming up. January is like the complete reverse from last year. Last year they started off slow and... I was left wanting more personally and right. The, 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 the uh, triangle derby really slowed them up and it was like, ah, yeah, meh, meh, whatever, like this is fine, but it's not, this is different. Like this year, every show feels must see every show. I think has something to bring in the viewer right now. And this Cork and hall show with a four match card featuring two big rumbles. They only did like 800 fans in attendance. One of their uh, worst technically Cork and hall shows. But of course you, if you remember, this is coming off the heels of a 3000 plus sumo hall show, a, Yokohama Budokan show that was like 900 something and then a sold out Tokyo Dome City Hall show on January 4th so this is expected that is a lot of shows in one spot this is just rumbles like I expected a low number that is this is not something to look into it's not something for people to say oh my god Stardom's not gonna make it oh they're not gonna make it. like this is not something to get overly dramatic about it still was a solid house in terms of crowd noise in terms of um atmosphere and that's ultimately all i care about um and it really helped raise up this show so let's talk about star mccork and hall for the new year stars tour um it featured four matches like i said opening match was yuzuki and rani Yagami defeating hanako and sayaka karara i could talk about these rookies non-stop like this is some of the best stuff in pro wrestling for me right now 
these rookies, especially the three that just debuted, right? Yuzuki, Yagami, and Sayaka. I think they are all stars in the making. I know, I know, I know. Like, Yagami and, and Yuzuki are locked in. Like, they are main eventers in the making, very clear. Like, I'm so ready for Yuzuki to just get a big opportunity soon. Like, go full Tommy with her, as right? Go full big rookie. I don't care. I think she's ready for anything and everything you give her, right? Um, but Rana is so good. Like, the, the mat game and her ability to... Tr- you know, transition into different submissions and her kicks. I mean, her kicks are fantastic. On the Sunday show, uh, they got to wrestle against Azumi in a trios match, and it was just so good because, like, we saw Yuzuki and Rana work together to take out Azumi. Uh, Rana hit a kick, then into a judo throw. It was just great. It was just great. Um, and I, I think Sayaka Karara. Like, I said to someone after watching one of her matches this week, I was like, she reminds me of like an early Tam and people are going to take that and just absolutely send, send it if you're listening to this. But um, when I say early Tam, I mean like she has the like ability. She has the underdog ability um, to, you know, maybe slowly become something, right? She's not going to be the first pick. Tam wasn't the first pick. Um, she has the idol ism to her. Um, she she is full on underdog, but she's got this great move set, and I think she's just someone that through time is going to become a favorite because of how exciting I think she already is. Um, I think that's something that Tam obviously did. I'm not saying she's going to go on to you know main events, the biggest shows in Stardom history, uh, because I think Yuzuki and Yagami have that locked up. But you never know. You never know. That's kind of the thing I feel with Sayaka. It's the people that you don't expect that sometimes get to the highest levels. No one expected Tam to get to where she is right now or where she will has been the past couple of years. And and she's done it. So I'm just I'm just saying I think Sayaka Karara has a bright, bright, bright future, as is Yuzuki and Rana Yagami. I thought this match was actually really good. Uh, I love watching the rookie matches. I think Sayaka, I think um I think Yuzuki is like not only the best rookie they've had in since Utami, um, but I think she's like so well molded in the ring already and gaining confidence each and every match. I'm not kidding. I'm giving her some sort of title match by the end of the year. Future feels too little, truthfully. I, I know she's going to be future star champion, but future feels too low. It truly does. Like, I don't know. I just want to go big. I just want. I just want to go big. I want to, you know, sink or swim type thing, because everything she's doing, it just screams to me, uh, superstar in the making. As does with Rana. Uh, they're great together. I really love them as a duo. I'm sure they're going to be rivals long term, but it's been a lot of fun. Uh, definitely worth checking this match out if you have some time. Uh, next up, speaking of matches worth checking out, we have Mayu Tani and Julia face Micah and Sarah and no it was the uh IWGP slash New Japan champions versus the stardom champions and of course they went to a 20 minute time limit draw 
Um, this match was great, like so great. It, it it's exactly what you expect out of these four. Um, you know, we have some shenanigans between Julia and Mayu that are very funny. Like Mayu wanted Julia to tag in by tagging her foot. Um, there was one point where Julia and Mayu acted as a team, and then Julia absolutely destroyed poor Mayu, and she's like, "What the hell was that?" Uh, but when you get down to the actual wrestling, which especially came in those last ten minutes between these four, it's just so great. It, it's you, you know, you put the pinnacle of stardom in one match, you're not going to have a bad time. And that's essentially what this was. Um, I'm very excited to see where each of their years go, barring Julia, no offense to her, but I'm very interested, interested to see where their years go because I think there is potential for all three of them to just have these incredible years. Obviously Mayu has kicked off her year. Fantastic with the Shuri match. And now this match, but I'm excited to see what Mike and Sayori do with their title reigns, which are very important because that's kind of what we're going to get into now, but go check out this match as well. I check out this whole show. Um, the battle Royals are long, but I thought the world rumble was especially good, like from start to finish. And I thought the wonder rumble, uh, gave the young talent and the mid card talent, a real chance to shine, which is kind of what you're looking for in these matches. So the new year wonder rumble saw starlight kid. Eliminate Hanan to earn an opportunity at the Wonder of Stardom Championship. Uh, the participants were as follows Starlight Kid, Azumi Hazuki, Hanan, Meisera, Saki Kashima, Yunamizamori, Rina, Saida, Ruaka, Fuki and Death, and Lady C. If this show was live, the final four, which was Starlight Kid, Hazuki, Hanan, Meisera, would have been some of the most exciting wrestling this year. I truly mean that. Like, these four killed it. And when it eventually got down to Kid and Hanan, my goodness, it was so good. Edge of your seat type stuff. One of the best near falls of the year already coming when Hanan had Starlight Kid down for what looked like three, but she just kicked out. Um, I thought they were tremendous. I really do. Like, this is a show that I wish was live because I would have freaked out at that because I, I am such a believer in Hanan and I think she needs to get a big title match this year. And she was oh so close to getting it before uh, ultimately losing in the end. But uh, bravo to everyone and, you know, Starlight Kid back at the top of the food chain after what was a brutal 2023 for her. Really nothing to write home about outside of a high-speed title challenge um this is where starlight kid should be she is one of the top stars in stardom she is one of the top young stars in pro wrestling she's ready for this spot and i'm very intrigued to see how the match with sayori now goes uh because sayori doesn't feel like she should be a zero defense Champion, and I still do think that Sayori should be leading to Natsupoi. But man, it's definitely interesting when kids up there in the title shot. I think this is a good way to heat Kid up more so for her to win the title later in the year. I think going from Sayori to Natsupoi to Kid is probably best case scenario for this Wonder Star Championship, but we'll see. 
Uh, that title match will be happening at the 13th anniversary Supreme Fight Show on February 4th. Should be great. New Year World Rumble. It was Saya Kamatani eliminating Mina Shirakawa with her brand new finisher, the Phoenix Spike. It's a um, different looking version, essentially, of the Emerald Flosion. Uh, but it's great. I really do like it. I like that she's uh, using it at her finisher. Um, this match was really good. Like, if there's a... If you're picking between the two rumbles, you see them both 30-plus minutes. As you're looking for one, this is the one to do. I thought everyone had a moment to shine. Um, I thought Megan Bain was fantastic in this match. I'm going to be really sad when Megan Bain leaves uh, because her past month, two months, have been just fantastic. Uh, she is She has become the monster-type wrestler that stardom doesn't have otherwise right like they have the utami's but utami's not a monster wrestler like megan bay is so good at what she does and she showed that in this match um but yeah this match had a few of my favorite moments in wrestling this week the best being them literally just giving five minutes to uh to shuri and utami so they start the match but later in the match when it's down to the final four of Saya, Mina, Shuri, and Utami, they're just killing it. Like, these two are going full steam ahead, having their match, and I'm just sitting there like, I haven't seen these two wrestle in a long time. I need to see these two wrestle soon. There's just nothing better than these two for me. Like, there's, there's so many pairings in wrestling that are great. This is one of them where you just know you give them any amount of time to create magic, they're going to. And that's exactly what they did here. Um, but ultimately, it was down to Saya and Mina, and they were great as well, as they always are. I thought Saya Kamatani um, winning was just such an intriguing choice uh, because she now creates doubt for Micah fans. Right, we know the reports of Saya was supposed to win the five star Grand Prix, go on to the main event of Dream Queendom, and potentially we don't know this for sure, but potentially wrestle Tam and win the title. We don't know if she's going to win the title, she would have wrestled Tam. That didn't happen, Tam didn't even make it to the show, she had to vacate the title, um, and so on and so forth. Now, Mike is the champion. And Micah's greatest rival is Saya Kamatani. One of my favorite pairings in Star. So them doing this as victory, uh, as defense number one, this is how you create doubt early. This is how you really challenge Micah in her reign. And one, can you prove that you should be the world champion? I think we all know she should. Uh, but can you prove it against your greatest rival? And two... Can you keep the belt? Do you have what it takes to keep the belt? And I think with Starlight Kid and Saya Kamatani, they've added that intrigue to Supreme Fight that everyone's now buzzing for that show and the excitement surrounding that show. I know I am. Um, and yeah, I just can't wait to see how it ultimately goes because I think I think there is not a 0% chance 
that Saya wins. I like I don't see Saya winning because she's currently holding the goddess belts, but I'm not ruling it out either. I think that is the beauty of the Supreme Fight show. Um, they had a great stare down. Saya said, I will take the title from you. Th- these two are gonna absolutely kill it. Like I said, this is Micah's number one rivalry. They are perfect rivals i call them the golden rivalry for a reason you know they're part of the golden generation they are the top rivalry of that generation and i'm very excited to see what she does um when we get to february 4th should be a tremendous tremendous match but yeah go out of your way to see this rumble i thought it was great um and then they had a show on the 7th uh, which was in Nagoya. Uh, it featured a New Year Tag Tournament. Um, the New Year Tag Tournament, of course, featuring Aphrodite, who would go on to win. But here's how it broke down. Uh, so here are your results. Mia Shirakawa defeated Yuta Mizumori and Starlight Kid. Uh, Momo Watanabe had to miss the weekend due to COVID-19. Uh, based off the cards for this upcoming weekend, it does look like she will be back in action, which is obviously great news uh, for the Osaka shows. She is set for one of the big matches, so it looks like she'll be back. Uh, God's Eye, Ami Saray, and Saki Kashima defeated Stars, Suzuki, and Saeeda. Yuzuki, Hanako, and Rani Yagami defeated Azumi, Lady C, and Sayaka Karara. That was the match I was talking about, by the way, that I think was just a really good chance to see Yuzuki and Rana against top talent like Azumi, and they absolutely thrived. Um, I, again, really enjoyed that match. Like, it's just an undercard match, but uh, I really enjoyed that match. I also was able to catch before this recording Julian, my Sakurai versus Crazy Star, which ended in a 10-minute time limit draw, and by default, having Mayu Iwatani and Hana advance to the finals due to their first-round bye with Momo Watanabe out and the semifinal bye with these two teams out. Shuri Mirai of wrestled Divine Kingdom to a 10-minute time limit draw, eliminating both of them. Uh, Aphrodite was able to beat BMI 2000, that's Gatora and Rock and advance to the finals. And in the finals, it was Utami Hayashishta and Sayaka Watani defeating Eye Contact, Hanan, and Mayu Iwatani. The important part is now what came from this. And that, of course, was we now know when we will see the big title match between Aphrodite and Crazy Star, right? This was teased at Triangle Derby, I think, maybe, possibly, or was it Dream Queendom? Either way, it was teased, and uh, we are now heading towards that match, and that will be this coming weekend. So let's get into this weekend of starting before wrapping up this show. Uh, but we have to come to the U.S. first to do this. It will be Julia defending the New Japan Strong Women's Championship at Battle in the Valley against Trisha Dora. This match has been in the making since Julia's last, uh, not last attempt, last defense uh, against who's she? Uh, last defense in America when she defended against Hayan. Uh, Trisha Dora was the one that stepped up behind the scenes. We got that video, and then Trisha Dora sent the official 
challenge at Dream Queendom, which was accepted for Battle in the Valley. We'll get it here. Uh, Julia obviously has to drop this belt soon. Um, with I, I know her contract's up in March. I still think she makes it through April with the America show and the uh, Boontai show. But if she doesn't, this could be where she drops it. I think she drops it to someone else. Um, I don't know who, but I do think she beats Trisha Dora here in this match. And I'm looking forward to it because I think Trisha Dora is quite good. And obviously, Julia is fantastic. So let's get to it. They're doing, Stardom is doing Osaka, Ediana Osaka Arena number two for two days. This is part of the New Year's Stars 2024 tournament. This will wrap up the tournament. Um, it's looking like it will be a pretty good uh show for both shows so uh starting off the show will be yuna mizumori versus rana yagami looking forward to that one uh, i'll be lady c versus my sakurai yuzuki may sarah and hanako team up to face natsuko tora fuki and death and ruaka we're noting yuzuki and hanako are clearly headed to a nice little rivalry here um hanako is not really Liked uh, Yuzuki seemingly climbing over her in the ranks, especially after winning the Rookie of the Year tournament. Utami Hayashishita and Miyu Amasaki will team up to face Mina Shirakawa and Sayaka Karara. I think Sayaka Karara is perfect to join Mina Shirakawa and be someone in Club Venus. I think that's kind of where we're going. Uh, they're paired up. They've been paired up a few times now. And I think uh, if they could create some chemistry, that's a good spot for her, especially with kind of, you know, how her gimmick is comparably to the others uh, rookies. I think that would be a fine landing spot for her for a Club Venus faction that can currently consist of Mina Shirakawa. Uh, Mayu Yutani, Hazuki, Hana, and Saida face Shuri, Mirai, Amisurei, and Saki Kashima. That should be a good match. And then a Wonder of Stardom prelude tag battle. It'll be Sayori Ano and Suzu Suzuki taking on Black Desire, Starlight Kid, and Momo Watanabe. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that, folks. I don't know. I don't know how this happened. I don't know how Sayori uh, got Suzu Suzuki. Obviously, she's part of Cosmic Angels, but they wanted to make the sides fair, I guess. And they said, you know what, Suzu, you you got to go team with Sayori. Um, and I think that's just great. Uh, this match should absolutely rock. I don't see anyone getting pinned here, um, but maybe they want to give Starlight Kid a big win. That's always a possibility, but I don't see anyone necessarily losing. World of Stardom Championship Prelude Tag Battle. It will be Micah and Megan Bain, Divine Kingdom, teaming up to face Saya Kamatani and Azumi. Again, this should be fantastic. Like, this this is a great first day of the tour, of uh, the weekend tour. I think those, those two matches alone are well worth checking out, and I'm really looking forward to talking about them next week. And then they will be running Osaka Day 2, uh, with a day two the day after and this is where we get a big title match on a house show for the first time and what feels like forever which i'm really looking forward to uh but let's get through it my sakurai will face miyu amasaki azumi will face ruaka mia shirakawa will face lady c mayu yutani hazuki saeida and hanan will face the all rookie team of yuzuki hanako sayaka karara and rana yagami that's gonna be really fun um, I'm actually very much looking forward to that match. Uh, I'll be Shuri, Mirai, Amisurei, 
Saki Kashima against the Oedo Tai team of Natsuka Tora, Momo Watanabe, Starlight Kid, and Fukikin Death. In the semi-main event, this is kind of an interesting one. It'll be Micah and Mega Vane versus Sarah Ino and Yuna Mizumori. So we will get the two top champions facing off. Uh, poor Yuna Mizumori, though. We, we know who's getting pinned in that match. And in the main event, the Goddesses of Stardom Championship will be on the line as Utami Hayashishta and Saya Kamatani of Aphrodite will defend against Suzu Suzuki and May Sarah of Crazy Star. That's as good as it gets. That is that 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 tag matches that that one that just reads this is this match is for Scott. This this is this is the tag match. You know, this tag match for a lot of people, obviously, because if you love pro wrestling, this is what you should be excited for. But I just I just felt the need to say that uh, Aphrodite's on this goal. They they want to beat Thunder Rock's record. They want to prove that they are the best tag team in professional wrestling. This is one hell of a way to kick off the year. Um, and I think this is this is one that they win. I think they do beat Crazy Star, but I think this match is going to be fantastic. I have it circled. Um I don't know. It's just like stardom's killing it right now. They're absolutely killing it. This is this is the best start I could have asked for from this promotion. There's just so many matches of excitement. Uh, it's hard not to be looking forward to each weekend. They're going back to uh, Takanab Nobaba the the week after for two days, which is always pretty big shows for them too. So I'm interested to see what they do there. And then they have another weekend and then we're back to pay-per-views the weekend after. Uh the Stardom Awards will also be that weekend as well. But I'm really looking forward to how they close or they continue this great start to the year. Um obviously hard to not be really excited about what they're doing in stardom right now but that is it for the five star joshi show what a fun episode this ended up being uh obviously some sad stuff with the injuries but overall uh first time back being solo for a while i thought it was a great time i really enjoyed talking to you folks thank you for listening uh again hope you all enjoyed the five star joshi awards if you missed those they were on last week's episode uh you can follow me at scott e wrestling on twitter as always twitter slash x whatever you prefer to call it um let's see what's what's coming up down the pipeline for me uh, you can check out my other podcast about Joshi Wrestling, Stardom Road. That is available on all podcast platforms. We go into the history of Stardom. Uh, next week's episode actually will be a beginner's guide to Stardom 2024. Uh, I used to do that as a bonus episode on this um, on this. Uh, sorry, drawing a blank. I used to do that as a episode as a bonus on our podcast feed, but I am now bringing that over to the stardom road podcast because we just have so much going on, uh, on a weekly basis and five star. And since I'm, you know, on the normal feed now, uh, we're just going to keep pumping out these episodes. But if you want, if you have someone that wants to learn about stardom, or if you're getting into stardom, I am going to have you covered. So yeah, that's right. Check out stardom road on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcast but otherwise that's it from me 
Uh, thank you for listening as always. Make sure to leave us a nice little five star review if you don't mind. And uh, I'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully, with a guest, we're going to be talking Sariism, Sari versus Chiro Hashimoto, uh, Takumi Roha versus Miyuki Takase, uh, the Inabas versus Miyamomono Riku Kawahara. It doesn't get much better than that. But we'll be reviewing that show next week. So keep an eye out. Can't wait. Until next time, see ya. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.